0: And this is my trusty sidekick, Jake Michaels.
1: I'm like to you. That's oh my correct.
0: God! Restart, stops. <laughs> Stop. You don't. They won't know what that you don't I tell don't me care. when to restart. Anyway, this, this, is this, me- so- this is all staying in. Let me. I haven't even introduced you yet. It's all staying in the fired. podcast brand, and this is staying in. <laughs> you have to start over. <laughs> <sighs> this is a podcast about two people who love tabletop games, interviewing other people who love tabletop games about the tabletop games they love. My guest this week is Havana Mahoney, a variety Twitch streamer.
2: Can we restart? Okay, If you've ever loved me, please. (laughs) I seriously will die. We'll just
0: bleep out when Jake says, I am
2: It would literally take two seconds. It would take two seconds for you to just introduce yourselves one more time. Please, for the love of God. Okay, we'll, we'll keep it in the other stuff. <laughs> no. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Victory Points. I'm Becca Scott, and this is my trusty sidekick, Jake Michaels.
1: What up? Who are you? <laughs> yep, that was a safer choice. What up?
0: <laughs> my guest this week is Havana Mahoney, a variety Twitch streamer, comedian, RPG player, and a host, probably most notably of a little game show called Anybody Can Win. <laughs> <laughs> Havana. You're, what? They've <laughs> <laughs> already alienated the cast so much. But Hannah, when you were growing up, your parents owned a video game store. It's what? true. That's what true. was that like to grow up w- with parents who are wonderful nerds? And aren't kids supposed to rebel against what their parents <laughs> like?
1: Harold and Helen GameStop were your parents?
2: <laughs> Do you really know the two owners of GameStop's names? Yeah, and their Carol last and name
1: is GameStop. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the GameStop family. From
1: the GameStop is but when they Harold got to Ellis Island, they dropped GameStop, the E. Right. The GameStop. GameStop Dynasty. A.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, um it was it was it was interesting because it was it was a lot of shrink wrapping. I don't know if y'all have ever shrink wrapped something, but it's pretty fun. It describe in detail how one shrink wraps. All right, so you have a game, right? You got to take the game out of the case because if you leave it in the case, people just take it off the shelf and they take it home. Mm. It's called stealing, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. it's bad. It's generally
1: so the game didn't come pre shrink wrapped. Unless
2: you're perhaps. Aladdin, huh?
1: The games didn't come pre shrink wrapped. No. you did. Well,
2: because the games come shrink wrapped, you have to unwrap them, take the game out, put it in a little sleeve, <sighs> keep it behind the desk in a locked file cabinet, and then you got to re shrink wrap the game. Um that seems so. like a
0: waste of shrink wrap because when you give them the game you have to unshrink wrap it right in front of right? them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she hates the idea of that much shrink wrap <laughs> being wasted.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a conservationist, right?
0: That's really interesting though. I have a personal aversion to shrink wrap now and times have changed since
2: oh, 90s. Oh, listen. They it was not an environmentally conscious decision whatsoever. I agree. But it was just Also, it was, it was much more so not environmentally conscious because they let a child do it. So I was just constantly burning holes in the plastic <laughs> and having to start over. Because it's like, it's like this giant roll of plastic. Uh, and then you put a game inside and then you kind of tighten it, roll it up so it's tight. And then there's this giant hot wire <gasps> that you slice down kind of like a paper slicer. Oh, my God. Uh, and then that cuts the plastic but also seals it. And then you do that, um, and then you do it on the other side, and then you've gotta take a giant, like the most epic hair dryer you've ever seen, and do this. To shrink it. To shrink it, the plastic onto the thing, but if you get too close or if you do it for too long, you just burn, it just burns a hole and then it just rips open. And they were like, what if a child, think of this, what if a child (laughs) were handling all these burning hot items? (laughs) Electronic (laughs) items. Well, there's no, there's no CD but in there, but yeah, but also those cases were made of plastic. I imagine if I got it close enough to the plastic, I would also be destroying the game case itself. <laughs> what what, uh, what consoles did you guys sell games for that you remember? Everything, yeah, everything. What was everything. the
1: name of the store?
2: It was called Game Guy. Game Guy. Game Guy. Game Guy. There's actually a, a, a place in LA called Game Dude that has almost yeah. the exact branding.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know
2: which came first. I don't know if uh, it's a weird coincidence or if they're fucking copycatters and they need to be sued immediately, I don't
0: know. If you work a game dude and you're listening to this, we're sorry. I, we're not blaming you. We don't Oh, know you're going to
2: be sorry.
1: When game guys' lawyers get a hold of you.
2: <laughs> the business that doesn't exist. Yeah, anymore.
1: I was going to say, what?
2: <laughs> also, I uh, don't think my parents ever had a lawyer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, really, did that spark your love of gaming? T- did, totally. T- it also
2: spa- it's, it sparked my love of gaming. and also sparked my love for attention. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you're a, a young girl at a school and the boys know your parents own a video game store, uh, they are very nice to you. Mm, They're very nice to yeah. you. Because if they you know. go to your birthday party or you go to theirs, you'll bring a game. If you, if you, hang, if you come get to know me and then you, I invite you over to my house, you can play any game you want on any system you want, <sighs> any time you want. Whoa. So... Did you ever go through a phase where you were like, my
0: parents are weird because all they do is play games? Or you were just, and you grew up with it, and so being a gamer was the most natural thing in the world.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, My dad actually wasn't much of a gamer. Like he, I think originally he started the business and my parents co-owned it. Uh, But my mom was much more so the gamer in the family, and she was like super heavy into like MMOs. So we grew up playing MMOs together. Uh, so we did, I'm trying to think of the games we played together. We played EverQuest, EverQuest 2, I think we played some Guild Wars together, we played Sims Online together, a little bit of Star Wars Online, yeah.
1: Did your mom get you into MMOs?
2: Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely played with her, and then we'd, sometimes we'd do LAN parties, where it would be like, me, my mom, my brother, and then like my, like one of my friends, like Ashton or something, uh, would come over and we'd land the computers together and play like the original, like, wait, Warcraft 2? Shout out tides? to Ashton, by the way. Shout out to Ashton. Hey, girl. How's Iowa? <laughs> wow, sick burns. No, she just lives there.
1: <laughs> no, it's like, how is Iowa? Genuinely, yeah, how we'll is We'll cut Iowa? that out. We'll cut that out. We'll start the podcast over.
2: <laughs> Please start over. <laughs> um, uh, okay. No, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, no, wait, that what's, was perfect. Tides of
1: Darkness or Yeah, blood? Warcraft 2.
2: Warcraft 2, Blood it, I, of... Water, blood of blood water. of water, blood of mm-hmm. tides, tides of blood, blood of blood in my urine, is what blood you in learn. my urine. Call Warcraft the doctor. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! But yeah, we do that, we do that kind of stuff.
1: Blizzard, if you want on a commercial, uh, Studio 71.
2: And so, you
0: decided to up and move your life to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We're both from different parts of the Kansas City area. Mm -hmm. Your Kansas side and Missouri side, no big deal. We're ultimate enemies forever and ever. Mortal enemies. That's why we hang out so much. Um, (laughs) uh, And and then when you came out here, you started uh, doing your own channel as well as stuff on Saving Throw, Mm. which is an awesome channel that Mm. focuses on RPG content where you have just finished the season of the Iron Keep Chronicles. Yeah. So what was that like coming out and finding your communities of role players?
2: Well, uh, it was it was pretty interesting because I've been uh, I think in October, I've been streaming five years, and I've Whoa. been in, and in August I'll be, I've been in LA for three years. So I've actually been streaming longer than I've lived in LA. but it was sort of a casual thing for me because at the time I felt like, I don't know, I felt like really isolated and lonely. and uh, when I found out about streaming, uh, I believe it was my my brother that introduced it to me because he was showing me at like some family gathering he was like oh look our cousin is streaming on twitch and i was like what are you saying to me right now and <laughs> then he pulled up the, yeah i'm sorry hello um and i was like are you high and he was like definitely um, <laughs> most certainly um but then we were he sh- he pulled it up and i was like oh, my God, why mm-hmm. is anyone watching this? Our cousin is so boring. <laughs> I was I like, I, 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 I was. I was like, I mean, at that time, I'd been doing comedy for years, you know, and I was like, I've been playing video games and talking to myself for even longer. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, this is, like, the thing for me. And so... um, I, I went home after that and immediately tried to rig something up with like my 2007 MacBook Pro and uh, and I, like you can't run broadcast software on a Mac. So it was like I had to use Boot Camp to split the hard drive so it was even more worthless of a computer. And then like I had to hook an Elgato up to it with to get a console capture because I didn't have a gaming PC at all. I never I never been. See, like, I'm a still PC doing gamer. all the things you described. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so janky. And I think my first stream ever was was Sly Cooper, and it was just it was just bad. One person came in the entire stream, and they said I was sick. They said I looked sick, and then they left. <laughs> <laughs> Not like
1: that was a doctor. Sick. He was actually was giving advice, free Listen, advice. He was
2: like, is there. Is there blood in your pee? We need to talk about it. <laughs> you
1: need to go see a doctor. You need to somebody. go see a okay.
2: doctor. Um, you know, so it was just like, but I did like a couple of those really sad, janky streams. And then I was like, I could, t- like, it felt awful, but I was like, I can tell, like, this feels like if I could really do it, like, it could really bring me so much joy and fulfillment. Yeah. And so I, like, that week, I was working at a bartender, uh, as a bartender at the time. And if you're a bartender in the Midwest, you're basically just made of money. <laughs> so I just like that week I did all the research um, as far as building my own PC. I'd never done something like that before, but I but I did all the research of finding like the best parts I could afford and built like a $1,500 rig. Parts came in two days later. I had it built by the end of the week and then it just sort Good for of you. took you. I just, you know, I don't recommend this to people. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't feel like everybody who's like I want to be a streamer should drop fifteen hundred dollars yeah. and and just fucking go for it. And I think the only reason it kind of worked out for me is because I didn't have it in my head that I was like I'm gonna be full time. Like I literally had it in my head I was like I'm lonely. And I and I, this just feels like such a good way for for my what I'm interested in and the people I want to connect with. This seems like the the ultimate avenue to do that. And it and it just became so important to me so fast. Um, So I just did that casually for like years. I took like almost, I think a year off because I just went through some really heavy shit in my personal life uh, and that was kind of messy. But then when I moved out to LA, I got back into it because when I moved out here, I didn't know anybody and I didn't have a job and I didn't have a place to live. Uh, And so I was like, I now can dedicate a lot of time and attention to this and I kind of need to because I don't have a job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, so, and then I was again in this place where I felt really lonely and isolated, so it was, streaming has always been that, that comfort for me for the past, like, five years. Um,
0: but I think that's really beautiful, and I think you inspire a lot of people with your honesty about your, what is difficult. And I know whenever you have a day where you think, you, you'll post, you know, today is not a healthy mental day for me, and mm-hmm. I will not be streaming, but love you guys, yeah. and, and I think it really inspires me to wanna be more open about where my headspace is, and I know that you are connecting to so many people that watch your stream when you do that, and it's really
2: lovely. I, I think it's super important, and I think, and I say this a lot on my channel, but it's like, I just think that it like, if you're a broadcaster, if you're like, okay, I'm gonna start streaming, I'm a broadcaster, you have just given yourself a platform, I don't really give a shit if you have 5 viewers or if you have 5000. You are now in a position where you are you are people are looking up to you probably in in some way. And and you can use that to impart good things and good energy and and be helpful and and help people be healthy about the way they think they the way they think about themselves and the world and the people around them or you can be a fucking shit lord, you know? Like, you know, and I, you know, obviously I would prefer everybody do the first, but I think what a lot of people think is even when they're beginning when they, if they only have, if they have two viewers, if they have five viewers, they have 10 viewers, they're not thinking about the platform they have. And it's like, think about 10 people in a room that are, that you're on a soapbox and you're you're spewing your shit. Like, they're all there, They're they're watching you, they're listening to you, they're taking that in they're taking pieces and applying it to their own life. Maybe they're not agreeing with everything, but it's like that has an effect on them. And you need to be considerate of that at, at any level. I, you know, obviously people who have huge followings, I think should be really, really considerate. But I think everybody needs to understand at any level in this process that you have a platform and you have an influence over other over people, whether you like it or not. And it's And it's kind of your responsibility to take that seriously or not, you know, but...
0: So what is your advice for when the shitlords come in to your chat?
1: Have a shit parade. Uh,
0: have a shit, oh,
2: I do love a shit parade.
0: Um, the bad kind of shit parade b- though, oh, not the fun oh, kind of shit parade, fun like, where we a, all... like a
2: Saturday night with us. <laughs> like where we just throw poop at each other. Yeah,
0: shit parade. Run
2: down the street naked, yeah, this I do love. This is specifically
0: the kind of bad words we were told we can't use.
1: And the gross <laughs> concepts we're supposed to avoid. No, we can,
0: we can say fucking shit,
1: but well, we
0: can't say poop? E- no.
1: <laughs> it's worse.
0: That's it's worse, worse somehow. It's more visual. More listen, visceral. Listen. We're out of the guts, Earl.
2: Um because visceral's in the guts. Yeah,
1: I mean, what? I was hoping to move up. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but no, that's that's sort of just uh, just sort of in the same vein of like having a platform, you and having taking responsibility for the platform that you have is also taking responsibility for the community that you're curating. Like, you can't control the actions of other people, ultimately. You know, you can only control yourself. But you do have that platform. You're in control of that space uh, to at least some degree where you can you can time people out. You can ban them. You can delete messages. You can call them out verbally. You know, what I really like to do is is not cause a huge scene because I don't think trolls, like, that's what they want is the attention and the reaction. But if it's, like... You know, someone who's been in the community for a while, or we've had interactions with them in the past, that they're not obviously not the worst person in the world, then, I, you know, I'll often like delete a, a shitty comment and then be like, hey, uh, here's what's messed up about that, you know, and, and here's why I'm not cool with it, and here's why. And then in that way, you're letting that person know, and hopefully they're taking a look at their behavior and being like, maybe I shouldn't. But also, everyone else who's listening to you is taking a note of that, or, t- or you know, hopefully taking stock in that and being like, oh, yeah. That is crappy. I should not do that here or anywhere else. You know,
0: I, you know, Mama Havana, you have taught me a lot of lessons about when I'm being shitty, but you do it, <laughs> you do it in such a in such a gentle way that uh, I think applied to what you just said to the the trolls in the chat room that when you don't just say nope, you're wrong, you say hey, here's what you did, and what about that behavior that that upsets me and offends mm-hmm. me
2: and maybe we can you know do yeah. less of that and, and i think it's like like my i have a mature channel so you're not supposed to be in there if you're under 18 but it's like the internet and Ooh. when i was 14 i was definitely telling everyone i was like 25 so you know and uh, that's mean? what like, the internet
0: <laughs>
1: is for when Yeah, you're right 14. it's for
2: being the age you want to be until you are that age and then you're like i wish i uh, i never grew older um yeah. but uh but it's just you i try to keep that in mind is like There are younger viewers, you know, who don't necessarily – there's people that live in certain parts of the world or certain parts of the state where maybe they're not getting exposed, like, to the things. Like, I feel like – and maybe you can speak to this, too – is just, like, what I was aware of in the Midwest is so much more minuscule than what I'm aware of out here. Like, the conversations are just so much more – Diverse and and informative than anything anybody I knew was talking about mm-hmm. back in Kansas. You know I what I mean. I think
0: that's partially it, but Kansas City is a pretty progressive place, and I think it's the time. It's a right. It's a component of the time. I think right. the conversations we're having in LA are having happening everywhere right. because uh, with Twitter we're
2: all in the right, exact same space. Social media helps a lot, but maybe For not.
0: Sure. Maybe that's just my impression. But I feel like I lived in a, an, I grew up in, in a changed. smaller.
2: Small, well, not a smaller, but, eh, smaller in Kansas City, so smaller Kansas town. But, um, but my point being is, you know, you not everybody is exposed to all this stuff all the time. So I try to keep that in mind when I'm when I'm shutting it down. Is that okay? Maybe you don't realize how sexist this is. Like maybe you yeah. don't realize how problematic this is. So let me yeah. explain it to you. <laughs> maybe you think I like it when you
0: say just. Stop talking and let me look at your pretty lips.
2: <laughs> Hello. Wait. Maybe what? Did you ask a question? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a. That was a you question. You were just what talking to me. <laughs>
1: Shut it down.
2: Shut it down. Uh, no, I like it. I'm not learning you, anything. Sorry. <laughs> sorry.
1: Did you have a specific example that you were thinking of where she showed you that? Because oh, you kind we of. we don't
0: need No, to. we're not going to get into it. <laughs> okay,
1: great, great, great. Um, cool. <laughs> I was so eager for
0: I like that. to. What is the opposite of being a misogynist? What is it when a woman likes to sexualize men all the time? Just being vulgar. <laughs> uh, that's me I mean, I'm inappropriate I mean objectification I guess that, is what yes I would, yeah. Havana has in the past pointed out to me when I'm being objectified <laughs> oh gotcha gotcha <laughs> and making jokes that are equally inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> uh, no matter
2: which gender is perpetrating these jokes, right? right. and I am the perpetrator. Apparently, <laughs> 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 it's, it's been plaguing Becca for years, and I, she brought it up the other day, and I was like, what are you talking about? I don't oh, remember that at oh, all. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We don't need to get too deep <laughs> into, get it. into it. get into it.
0: I have a real question, though. And my question is, how scary did it feel to take these big leaps that you've taken because... You took a leap of buying your your first huge gaming rig, you took a leap of moving to LA, you took a leap of going full-time streaming, and uh, I, I just amend, commend the bravery of all those, and so I wonder if you could speak to that.
2: Uh, thanks, I think it was all, I don't know, like I guess I like to think that it was bravery or like believing in myself, but a lot of it was fueled by sort of sadder and accidental circumstances. Um, I. I because like I said, you know, I originally dropped all that money on that gaming rig because it's like this finally felt like something that I could do and I wanted to do and would hopefully hopefully like make me feel I don't know more involved and less alone. So it's like kind of with that, it was sort of like this I don't know weird self help last ditch effort kind of thing. So I don't know if that was like a brave leap, but um. no, it was. And I
0: think I think it's really cool that depression's a real thing. A lot of people deal with it. You think it's so cool depression is real? I think, no. What I think is cool is that when you're in those moments, you turn that into something Mm. creative and positive. Right. Yes, okay. That's the cool part. (laughs) Let
2: me finish. I love
0: sad people. (laughs) I love them. Uh, I just think it's like when you... No. Well, we talked
1: about this last episode with Paula, too. It's like you created something that you were interested in and passionate about. And your idea of, like, doing it full time wasn't your first thought. It was more like, I like this and I want to just do this and engage with other people in this. And Mm -hmm. then because you were good at it and loved it, of course it became a thing that you could do full time. That makes total yeah. sense.
2: Years years later. Well, yeah, yeah. And,
1: and I'm not saying that's a natural route. Yeah, like yeah. if you love streaming, you're going to be successful. Right. That's not yeah. true. But what is true is that most successful people have the drive to get to that point. Whether or not they love what they do is another question, yeah. but like it certainly helps. <laughs> yeah, and it that's certainly true. helps you grow quickly because they see your enthusiasm.
2: Yeah, that's true. I, I It was kind of a mess for the first couple years because it was like, yeah, it was it's a like, weird format, <laughs> right? It's a weird format, but it's also like since I was just thinking about it in such casual, like, hangout terms, yeah. I wasn't thinking about it as a brand. I wasn't thinking about it as, like, how the content would reflect on me or what I wanted to do in the future. So it was a lot of, like, wine was involved, like, box wine was involved, <laughs> and a lot of, like, s- you know, screaming. And, you know, I. I <laughs> Which I still do. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah,
0: no. I watched a clip that you posted on Twitter of you and Selena yes. playing a baseball game. Literally,
2: literally just and screaming. you
0: just screamed for thirty seconds right. about how you hit a home run. Well, I I, don't I think did think a you great did. job. I did.
2: I did. That's how I got two points out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> but uh, repping the Royals. Uh,
2: I did. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, uh, I guess a different. It's a, it's a different context. St- I still scream. That's that. Okay, listen, <laughs> listen. But you know what I mean? It, it's it's it, when you're like when you're running a business, like with your brand, you think about how you carry yourself in public or online or listen when to you're victory Plus, on subscribe. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I didn't do that because I just never thought in my mind that it would go anywhere real. I thought it was just something sort of self-serving. In a way, you know, and when it and it when it was growing, I was still kind of confused as to why. Um, so I I was just sort of a mess. Yeah. And then you know, I also think I was a pretty different person five years ago, and sort of what I was talking about before, just sort of being in the like the context of the Midwest for me was a little, um, I don't know, like st- st- stunting. You know, I just don't feel like I I wasn't interested in politics. I didn't care. I wasn't thinking about my place in the world or what what like what the world was forcing me into or like how are there, you know I just like I didn't really have any grasp on that so you know I, think I feel none like, of us
0: really few few of us did
2: right yeah. well but but yeah. mine but I was doing it on the internet for everyone to see you know and it was like I I don't it never got like too crazy but I was like I definitely like looking back I'm like it's probably, I was probably saying problematic things. I was probably encouraging problematic behavior. And also I was like drunk pretty often. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like, that's nothing I would want for my life in general now. And it's definitely not something I would want to represent my brand now. So it's just like, it's interesting to come from such as a casual sort of, you know, you know air, air quotes, self-serving uh, like origin for it to, to now being full-time and taking it so seriously and being so, considered about what my brand says about me and what it represents and how and the platform I do have and the way I influence other people is like I take it way more seriously now and and it's I get embarrassed looking back and being like that was a mess, you know, like, I, but, but I was a mess was, at the time. That like was IRL, the evolution so. of what, yeah.
1: I mean, you say you're a mess, but I, I don't believe that in comparison to everybody else who was still figuring out what Twitch was at that time. Right. And it still is kind of a wild west of things, even sure. now, yeah. even yeah. though I mean, everybody has curated pages and links to donations and stuff. It's still everybody's figuring out their thing. Totally.
2: But it was like, it was kind of like I was figuring out, like I was a, like, those were the years IRL that I was just like a mess. So sure. it was just like. Me working through that live on yeah, the internet, yeah. which like, but that's a,
0: what makes it interesting and beautiful to mm, watch is mm, the no. tremendous growth. A train wreck that is not beautiful.
1: <laughs> well, we can't go back. I
0: can't look away from them.
1: We can't go back and watch our old stand-up and improv sets Ooh, when we were yeah, a mess because yeah. those were stage and not like you know. Right. Yeah. It, we we all go through those yeah. things, but like yours, I guess, was in front of the internet. A little <laughs> it
2: was bit. In front. Of the, <laughs> there's some people that are all still right. around in my community from that time, and I'm like, bless your sweet souls. I don't know how you did it, but.
0: Well, we will indeed bless their sweet souls, and we will do that after a short break. We'll be right back. Talk more to Havana Mahoney. (laughs) Welcome back to Victory Points. I'm here with my co-host, Jake Michaels. I'm still here. And our wonderful guest, Havana Mahoney. (laughs) You're such Just a shining light of a beacon of wonderfulness. Uh, I know that we haven't talked a lot about tabletop, which is what we're here to do. Yeah, what is this podcast? (laughs) Yeah, this podcast is technically about tabletop, but actually about us talking to our friends and uh, <laughs> putting it on the internet. Mm. But what I do want to ta- f- talk about uh, is Magic the Gathering yes. because we share a deep, deep passion, deepens more every day for <laughs> Magic the Gathering <laughs> and specifically MTG Arena, right. which um, came out last year in just beta, a closed beta. Now it's an open beta starting in January, I believe that's <laughs> happened, so you can download it. but. Uh,
1: MTG Arena is the digital version of playing Magic, right?
0: I forgot to say that part. Yeah, that's important. (laughs) I thought they would figure it out from context. Most of them will, but
1: So so. Havana uh,
0: (laughs) was featured by WOTC, Wizards of the Coast, that makes Magic the Gathering. And tell us about what that was when they featured your content and what you've been streaming, what the experience was.
2: Um, it was really great i I met Michelle who' was their community manager or she, I think she goes by Michi, uh at god e e3 last year or you no know, gen, gen con last year uh, and just talked to her about um, their sort of creator opportunities that they have there and and uh, and then when I got back from the convention put in an application and it had been like months since I submitted that so I kind of forgot about it but then she started following me on social media and I was like this is the best day of my life (laughs) 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 this is the best um and then shortly after that uh I was able to do a preview event for when they had their last set come out on Arena. Uh, So I got 24 hours of early access to that content before Uh other people did. Which was
0: Ravnica Allegiance? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: So that was really cool. Uh,
0: Are you impressed, Jake? I am very impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've learned this all in the past year and a half. No, I think it's been eight months since I first played a game of Magic. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got a crash course for sure. I'm super new to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: I, I feel like I played a little teeny bit in high school paper because uh all the dude bros i hung out with played it uh but i never owned yeah because you never played as a kid either i never papered because i never papered i thought
0: you know there's such there's 25 years of magic that's intimidating Mm -hmm. and that's all i knew (laughs) And i thought i'd probably love it but Mm -hmm. i don't know if i have the time to commit to learning 25 years worth of information um Little did I know I did. I <laughs> but, did. I have
2: that time. But, but what's <laughs>
0: nice is if you're playing standard format, it only uses a certain amount of sets, and there's a new set released mm. yearly or so. And, and so you don't have to know all of history unless right. you're playing specific formats, right. specifically Commander or Legacy, stuff like that, uh, which we can get into what we know. None of the three of us are experts on the formats of Magic, but we do know... About the we cards. Cards like.
2: are involved. Yeah.
0: Cards are involved. Yeah. But you, <laughs> tell us more. You played paper when when the cool boys.
2: Oh, they were not cool. <laughs> the not
0: the not, the the cool not cool boys. The cool not cool boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but cool now they didn't know that how cool they were.
2: Then. We were like sober in one of their dad's basements, like uh, so starting starting fight clubs. <laughs> like, that <was> not cool. <laughs> Um, But that sounds very cool to me as a 30 year old woman.
0: I'd like, if I stumbled across that basement,
2: I'd wanna wanna be in that fight club. Do you wanna start a fight
0: club with me? Weren't you there that night that I had a girls night and it evolved into fight club? Devolved is the word. Sorry. <laughs>
2: was it like just you trying to fight people? You were
0: there, uh, but you no, yeah, it was me um, getting people to slap me in the face. Anyway, oh candle. yeah, that was not a Fight Club. That was a, like a weird kinky
2: thing.
1: <laughs> oh, the stuff with all the candles and the goat.
2: Anyway, sure. this show is a show about board uh, games and uh, tabletop games. That was not Fight Club. <laughs> that was you wanting to be slapped. I don't know what
0: Fight Club is because you had
2: enough whiskey all I know, to just want is Jared Leto to slap wasn't you. there? <laughs> <laughs> the um, um, you know, sometimes yes, you see something beautiful and you just want to break it. I don't think I slapped you. I, don't, I think I did not want to do that. Well. But we can... We can fix that as Whitney point. Moore
0: did. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: <coughs> she was the only one who really slapped me. And She's and I, the only one who really loves me. I <laughs> was deeply
0: grateful. Um, okay, so back to Magic the Gathering. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you know. Um, so just you met Mishy. She started following your channel. And then they approached you. Tell me the
2: title of what it is when they they had you – they sponsored your channel for a week. Oh, yeah. So after, after the um, – after that preview event, I had had my editor I work with, uh, Eric Riker, who you know mostly Eric on Twitch and mostly shit on socials. Um, <laughs> that's not a joke. That's his. That's his that's handle. That's his handle. Yeah. Um, uh, I had I sent him some footage from the event from the uh, from the preview event, and I was like, can you just edit this together? And then he it ed- was uh-huh. nice enough to edit that together for me. And then I sent it to um, Mishy and was like, hey, I just wanted to. Say thanks, and I put together this little video just to show you how it went. And da 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 da. You're she was welcome. Like, this is great. Da 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 da. And then like pretty soon after that, they were like, um, she was like, okay, we want you to to be the featured content creator, Wizards of the Coast wow. featured content creator of the week. And I was like, so yes. cool. Yes, Wizard yes, of yes. the week. Well, I, oh, I wish it was called that. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard of the week. Um, but yeah, that was that was really cool. It was um, they pretty much just like. I, they just had a, f- a focused content creator for that week, and it was me. So they um, they would like host me uh, on their on their channels, and then at the end of the week, they posted like a picture of me, and that's I was like sponsored content creator of the week, and then it had cool. like all my info on it. And then uh, at the beginning of the week, they had given me thirty packs from every set they have available on arena. Stop it! And Do they you gave know how me. Much I, want that? I know. I told you. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then they gave me like uh, like hella in-game currency, like t- 20,000 gems Get or something gems. in-game currency. Gems and coins. Um.
1: Bleep out how many gems she got. Why? Because it'd be funny to not know.
2: <laughs> a million gems. Um, so, yeah, so I just, so they gave me all this cool in game hookup stuff as well. And then uh, I basically just spent the first stream of that featured week just opening the packs and just like, because you can do the thing we talked about this where you can open 10 at a time and it just shows you the mythic rares and the rares out of the pack, which I do. But I love really? opening packs. Yeah. I, it, it makes me feel so excited and so good. And uh, so we opened. So there's 30 packs of every set. I think I ended up opening, like, 160 individual packs. So it took hours, but it was fun. And I got, like, that, three, three Planeswalkers and tons of, like, Mythic Rare Wild Cards. And
1: Does MTG Arena have all the old expansions as well? Like, no, all the retro no, stuff? No.
0: no, it has. It has. It starts with uh, – oh, no, I'm going to –
1: It's okay to get it wrong. We'll we'll figure it out.
0: Um, It just has the two sets that were before M19 and then Ravnica, Allegiance and Guilds of Ravnica. So the
1: new stuff and then the core set. Core set,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, By the way, for anybody that doesn't know the basic rules of Magic the Gathering, if you listen to my episode with Jimmy Wong, we start from scratch. We talk about colors. We talk about what mana is. We talk about, you know, basics of the game. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God on my spit. Um,
2: <laughs> it's a big mood.
0: But uh, so the digital game, I really like the just the layout of it, the format, the interface is the word I'm looking for. Are there things that you particularly like about the way that that works?
2: I love that it's automated because I can't do fucking math to save my goddamn life. (laughs) And it's just a lot of there's so many like nuanced mechanics to the game that Mm -hmm. if like I had to do that on my own, I would be screwed. Yeah, Yeah. it's
1: easy to miss sometimes. Everyone would be
2: mad at me. They'd be like, Hey, you didn't, didn't get rid of that one card from your hand. You didn't Mm -hmm. get. You didn't take your life down two points. I'd be like, I have a lot going on, okay? I get a lot going yeah. on, and you leave me then.
0: There are a lot. I'm, I am um, I am about to start streaming, but the reason that I haven't yet is partially because I want to make sure that I stop making stupid mistakes
2: before I put it up nah. in front of I, I mean, Yeah, right? I, I think people need to see the mistakes. I think that's fine. Because I, I, I started playing Magic the Gathering Arena on stream, like, That was, that was, I just, I had like, I think I had a bounty for it through Twitch. And then so you like play it for an hour and if you get a certain number of viewers, then you get uh, a proportionate payout based on that. So I think that's the reason awesome. I started it. So I, I think I intended to play it for like an hour and then played it for like a week, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's like everyone saw every mistake I had and and not only with the game what I was confused about but with the UI what I was confused about. Like what, it, right. what does it mean yes. when I have to do this and this? And it was like it's kind of a rules thing but it's also just like where, where do cursor go? <laughs>
1: like- Did some of your viewers help you?
2: Um, yeah, I, I generally have a no backseat gaming policy, but I will ask directly when I want help with something, so if I do, sure. do that, that, I've got a lot of people in the community, and one of my mods is like, used to be a... Um, a judge? A, like a judge and a trainer, a coach. A judge and like a coach. Oh, for, cool. For Magic the Outlaws. He's super helpful. Yeah, for, for tournament
0: helpful. play and for, you know, you're um, like a qualifying for a Grand Prix tournament, there are there's a whole tiered system of judges for Magic Gathering, which is really cool that you can be a professional judge mm-hmm. in magic. Yeah. Uh, it's a
2: goal. Hashtag goals. What does
1: a coach do?
2: Um, so I mean if it's anything like what he does for me, it's like here's here's your best move in this situation, here's why it would it would be that. You know, I, I've never actually had a coach, but since he has experience with that and often helps me out. So, Wand it's situational
1: planet. advice as opposed to like looking at the big picture of I, how to build a building. I
2: imagine if you deck were building,
0: on, is a big part. Yeah. So, what's yes. interesting about. Okay, let's talk about um, the different formats because what I like in Arena is that all your cards are right there digitally because with Tabletop, you just get so many cards and actually physically sorting them and deciding which goes in which deck. Mm -hmm. Even if like, oh, I love this card. I want it in three of my decks because it's such a good card and I only have one copy. So either I'm going to switch between the the decks and go find it every time I'm going to play with a specific deck. Or I need a digital version of this game so I can just click and be able to have right, it on in all three. that's um, yeah. Which is a really, really big plus mm-hmm. side of playing in the arena version for me. But I like to play constructed, which means I go through all the cards I've collected and um, and I can use wild cards I've found in packs to buy a card I don't mm-hmm. have if I have the right mm-hmm. rarity level of wild card. Mm-hmm. But um, So I love that because you still have to work for them. You can't right. just buy everything, even though I try. Um, <laughs> and constructed means I'm playing with a 60 card deck minimum, but it's best to have just 60 cards because you have more control over what right. comes up that yeah. way. And uh, I have pre-decided on everything. So I don't have my absolute ideal deck because I don't have all the cards yet. Yet. <laughs> but uh, I like to play that way because I feel like I have more control. Now you play Drafted. What is that?
2: I, I do both, but uh, I, I think I I like Drafted because it's it, for me it feels like I'm learning more faster because it's sort of like in the moment I am learning how to pick a card and why I'm picking that. And, uh, and, you know, uh, okay, based on what I have available here, what are the two colors I want to be involved in this deck? Is there something really crazy that pops up that I want to like splash another color? If I do that, I've got to find this other card. I've got to have context in this way or that way. So I think that's really, it's not necessarily like my favorite format, but I really like doing it because I, it just forces me to learn more cards and to learn more about how they function in different contexts. Right. And, it, and it sort of it, it forces you to kind of narrow it down to this more um, focused view because you only have certain available cards and you really don't know what's going to come out next. So it's, I don't know, I think, it's, I think it's really helpful in that way. And also, I use um, an overlay for my stream called Deckmaster. And so, when I do a draft, my viewers can vote on what card I should pick. Cool. So it's it's That's it's a cool. way for them to interact, which is always awesome. Any any engagement uh, I can get going with the community, I'm super into it. Um, but it's also great because it's like, since I have so many people that have years and years of magic experience, Ooh. or they're new to it and they're excited about it, what have you, then they're voting on the cards and we we can talk about like, okay, why is everyone voting for this card? Yeah. And then I can kind of voice like why I think it and then someone can add their opinion here. And then if there's something in a close second or a close third, we can talk about why, which one would be more beneficial than the other. So it takes other, you so. days to draft a deck. It I mean, we <laughs> usually spend like an hour drafting a deck. But oh. then it becomes yeah. an
1: educational experience. Yeah. So. For me
2: and for I mean ideally everybody. Speaking uh, of
0: educational experience, let me just real quickly explain that drafted it started with tabletop where you get these booster packs with fifteen cards. There's usually one pretty rare card and then more common cards and one land card. And uh, in these packs, it's it's uh, the way that it works is each person brings three packs. So essentially everybody is bringing forty five cards to the table, and you'll draft a deck of forty cards, and then you're able to. Add lands, infinite basic lands. After that, and so you're doing a typical draft style. You have you open one pack. Everyone opens one pack. You look at all 15. You keep one. You pass. And so everyone keeps doing that until mm-hmm. ev- all the packs have been opened. And. It's really cool to do that in a digital format because uh, clean and simple—you just click.
1: <laughs> no garbage to clean up.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's I my mean, favorite part.
0: It's very satisfying to open a pack. Yeah. Let's be real. Did you, did
2: you see my video where I was like ripping them open with my teeth in slow mo? Now I know what I'm doing immediately after this podcast. <laughs> <contest. laughs> it's the promo I made a little promo for my uh, featured Wizards of the Coast featured content creator week where it was I filmed myself in slow motion opening. Booster packs with Amazing. like my teeth. And See, my...
1: I still get like the sensory of the s- the sensory reaction of like the smell of the glue from mm-hmm. when I open them, and I remember being a kid and doing that, and that's a weird trip to go through. Just huffing it. I didn't sniff it, <laughs> but like I just remember my childhood opening a
0: pack. Yeah. Oh man, I got a bunch of boosters. I feel that way about Pokemon. So yeah. we should open some boosters and sniff that glue. Yeah. Let's uh, go hit so some, try some boosters.
1: Hi.
2: <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. We've barely talked about tabletop at all, and we've made a whole episode already. But um, uh, anything else you want to say about Magic Arena? Uh, It's free to play. I think everyone should check it out. It's still in beta? Is that right? Technically, it's still in beta, but it's an open beta, and I think it's pretty much towards its final form. I think they say that because there's so many infinite Exponential card interactions. Right. That having the beta tag still on the end oh, is a little a bit of.
1: Ab- sure. I yeah.
2: haven't had very many problems with that. I haven't at all. had any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. Um, yeah. The updating ask, it all the time.
1: The reason I ask is more because like, is it only available through them, right? It's not on a like, platform or anything. No, yet. you Correct.
2: just download their client. Cool,
1: yeah. and it's on PC only.
0: PC only, but, but oh, I have a recommendation. This is something I learned from uh, uh, my buddy Marshall, who's one of the commentators on the Mythic Invitational tournament. That I. just got to work at that was so fun. Um, But I was like, I'm trying to boot camp. I'm trying to figure out how do I get my Mac Mm -hmm. to play? Because I had downloaded some sort of virtual PC client and then when Magic updated, I wasn't able to open it anymore. And um, there's just download Parallels. Parallels is a client that you pay for, but it's way worth it. And it's not like Bootcamp in that it segments your hard drive. Mm-hmm. It it just uses the space that it uses, and you can open up a little Windows picture in picture. You don't have to restart to open yeah. to go between Mac and PC. Mm-hmm. So I'm on my Mac, which I've souped up with some more memory, because there's not too much you can do to customize a Mac, but you could try. Uh, and then, really, I just need to get a PC. But
2: I like Mac. I like
0: Mac. Yeah, so um, Parallels is a great thing and you d- actually don't have to buy Windows. You can just if you're okay with it saying you need to activate your copy in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> you to have a free it copy. It runs of the
1: this. operating system on your operating system.
0: It runs two Yeah, it's like picture in picture, yeah, of OS going on and you can just run Arena in that and All it right. runs pretty well with 32 gigs of memory. For me, so that's cool. we'll see what happens yeah. when I try to also stream that. <laughs> that's awesome. I'll, then that's when I'll get a new computer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you could build, like, especially if you're only doing Arena, you could build a gaming PC for super cheap. Like, the only reason I spent 1500 is because it was, like, I want to play the AAA titles yeah. that are coming out yeah. with the graphics card. But I actually if you built
0: want... a PC on stream two years ago, and then I... Becca's also didn't stop streaming.
2: <laughs> Becca's also painted a door on stream before. Someone in my, my chat, best stream. Someone, someone in my chat was talking about that yesterday. They were <laughs> like, "Well, I watched Becca paint a door once, and I had a great time." So. <laughs> I think I was like yeah. It, it really
0: people were really enjoying each other's jokes about the fact that they were watching, watching paint drive <laughs> drive yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And then it became a beautiful thing of like, <laughs> are we really gonna sit here and
2: watch this? I guess we, I are. Guess we are. Yeah. But we are. I don't know. I think if you if you were gonna focus on arena, you could probably put together one for five hundred dollars. You know? I could. I could and I will. Easy build. You, you you should. There I is. really just need to play arena. The yeah. other thing I was going to say about Arena is that last update has cosmetics. Oh yeah. Have you yeah. checked out the styles? Yet? I love them. And I still had gems over from when I was featured, so I was like, mm, mm, shopping spree, shopping what? spree. So, spree, shopping. does it yeah. change the
1: art or does it change the For certain cards Design?
2: For certain cards, it it like it's like if you're getting a hollow version of a card oh, in real okay. life. Okay. They they when you're like looking at them or or using them, they're sort of like animated in mm-hmm. a way. Oh, that's in cool. In a sort of fluid, sexy way. <laughs> I mean, and then every if you apply it, every card you own of that of that card will be animated like that. I've
0: only got like a luminous bonds situation going on right now. A but, that's a good one. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that's the question I was going to ask before we move on. Uh,
2: is what color combinations are you most attracted mm-hmm. to? <laughs> <sighs> oh. <laughs> I, I'm kind of all over the place. I think I'm so new to it that I haven't like been like, I'm an aggressive player, or I'm da-da-da-da-da. I think the only thing I'm not super into is like... Um what everyone was playing at the mythic tournament was like, The Esper Control, where yeah, you have no creatures. I, I don't think I'm smart enough uh, for like stuff like that, but. I'm working uh, my way up to rebuilding their exact decks so I can fail miserably with it before I actually figure it out. That's called net decking,
0: Wait, baby. What, what <laughs>
1: what's the deck, Like in a nutshell? So
0: Esper Control is a black, white, blue deck Ugh, where you yeah. have. can
1: already tell it's gonna be a problem. Yeah,
0: where you have no creatures. But you have Steel. a couple planeswalkers that are usually the way that you'll create a win condition but basically your win condition is just swatting away every creature your opponent tries to play until you have so many life that you have some weird enchantments that are just kind of like hamstringing them and then uh teferi hero of dominaria was the very popular planeswalker that has its ultimate ability which planeswalkers typically have three abilities although not in war of the spark uh I'm so into it. Okay. Uh, and um, if you ultimate your Tafari, meaning you have it on the board for several turns, you're able to level it up, level it up, until you can do his really big ability, and then you can create an emblem that every turn allows you to destroy one of your opponent's permanents and it doesn't say non-land permanent so you can just start destroying their land until they literally they may have 20 life but they can play nothing well that's
1: painful and
0: so either they'll end up decking themselves which is when you die by running out of cards to play or they'll just get frustrated and concede (laughs) (laughs) well that's an
1: interesting strategy it's
0: torture to the To Some people, but I I found it to be extremely interesting, especially when two of these decks would go up against each other. Because most people come to tournament play having net decked, being very meta, the opposite of a casual play where you're like, here's what I found interesting, cards I like. It's just what has been statistically proven to be the best combination of cards of this new set. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. seems like most of the players had at least one. Deck like that. Yeah,
0: most came with an aggressive red. And a couple or white of them had deck. two.
2: Oh so, yeah, <laughs> they were both their decks. Yeah,
0: people were invited because the the system was s- duo standard, a brand new mm-hmm. format where you bring two decks, the and then they're randomly chosen for the first game and second game because oh, it's the best of three. Oh, cool!
1: Scenario. That's a yeah. great format. And some
0: people love it. M- most people people are often resistant to change, especially if they yeah, know sure something. They are. So I found it extremely interesting, mm-hmm. but I did read some
2: pushback from it. Yeah. But I I, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But then you have this fun mystery of the third game, if they make it to a third game, if one person won Mm -hmm. one and won the other. Which deck are they going to choose? Which deck do they Mm. choose? And the game of... Uh, wait, but if you poison my drink, then the, the one in front of you is the one that's poisoned. <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah, so which deck to choose? But if you just bring two Esper control decks, there's no choice. To yeah, name. right. They'll
2: know. Yeah. oh, they'll know. And it or was I thought know. it was interesting that, that also the opponents or you would get each other's deck list, so you really had an idea of what you were going up against or what or for the third mm-hmm. game what you could be going up against, yeah. which is interesting. Because then it's like, you can kind of card count, right? Where you're like, exactly. okay, they've played this particular card this number of times, so it's like... Three Cry of the Carnarians are right, gonna play that fourth. Right, even if the odds of them being able to f- play the fourth of that, based on like the mana they have, I'm not gonna worry about it because, or I'm gonna risk it because I think the odds are low. You know, it's interesting. Because when, when I've never played a game where I know the entire person's other deck, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it really can... Especially if you've been playing a long time, you know the cards. You know what's you know what's effective against what, and and what what part of your <laughs> deck is effective against against theirs. It's it it just gets so meta when you when you know exactly what they have. It does. It does. But it was really
0: interesting to watch that level of magic. Um, all right, this is definitely our longest episode ever. I'm so We all sorry. love to talk to each other, but I did promise one. that we would get to. Why? Uh, more tabletop, because uh, this, we've talked a lot about uh, PC gaming um, and Twitch streaming, but I want to talk about code names. <gasps> yeah, so Havana, Stop. this is one that I know that you like. Uh, I think
2: you introduced me to it. Stop it. I think so. I, think... I was fishing for that conference. <laughs>
1: I think you've introduced a lot of people to yeah. that game.
2: I think you're Ta-da. you're a total Code Names fangirl.
0: Oh, I am, <laughs> I am. So, Code Names is a game by Vlada Shevatil. I probably butchered that. They are <laughs> Czech from the Czech Republic, which is a great country. Um, so, you been there? I have. Really? My sister, the one who is a Go fanatic, uh, has a PhD in Czech history. Oh. Whoa. Nuts. Oh uh, well. Bohemian history, which is the area that is Mm -hmm. now the Czech Republic. Gotcha. Okay, code names. So, do you want to describe the gameplay?
1: Yeah, uh no.
0: Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you described the gameplay.
1: Codenames is a game for two to seven players, where you or no that's two to infinite
0: true. players. Two,
1: uh, Codenames is a game for two to infinite players, where you take on. Wait, two no, I te- think you need
0: at least four people.
1: Codenames is a game for four to infinite players, <laughs> where you are playing two teams of spy masters. Each person has a captain, or each team has a captain who knows uh, a number of cards on the board, which have words on them, are symbolized for their team. They are trying to guess, or they're trying to give a one-word hint to the rest of their team members for what words they think are on those cards.
2: Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, (laughs) why do you love this game? I I, I think it can simultaneously be – it's fun for a lot of reasons because it can be fun when you and your friends totally mind meld. And you're like, oh, I I know – I know Becca so well when she says this word. I know exactly what the hell she's talking about because she loves the Dresden Files. Oh, and I know like when I say punka, <laughs> Yeah, and I know this one word is in the Dresden Files and it's associated with all these other words on the table. Like, it's cool to be excited to be like, oh, I know this person so well that I totally get it and now we've mm-hmm. got five words off the table or something like that. But you then know? when you whiff, it's a real disappointment. I mean, I love, I kind of <laughs> love being frustrated with games, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, especially when you're kind of, like you're trying to force the mind meld and you're like, Come on! I just said this word. I know you know what I'm thinking. And then they're like, "Is it cave?" And you're like, "No! What when does that have to do with did anything?" Did he
0: ever go in a cave, except for in book five when he's going, he's dragged into the
2: cave as a captive, uh, as um, it's too obscure. Why would I be hinting at that? You know, but it's, I think it's fun to get worked up. Well, yeah. I love getting worked up. That's in a good getting
1: game, worked yeah. up game yeah. too, because everybody can get into it. Yeah. yeah,
0: I one time yelled at my mother, and mom, if you're listening to this, I'm really still sorry about that. She's not. But uh, (laughs) she might be. Um, Not till this. Not this far in this long podcast. Uh, (laughs) But, um, yeah, if anybody made it past the magic section that doesn't play magic, I'm
2: very impressed. Hey,
1: welcome, all you. Thanks for sticking around.
2: Now comes the vagina portion of the podcast.
1: Vag chat.
2: But vag chat. I love introducing
0: people to code names because it's one. No, we'll get to vaginas. Uh, it's <laughs> one that I can bring to a family reunion and teach to my eighty-year-old uncle. Yeah, and he can walk away. And Why walk is he so old? And, he was the oldest of six.
2: Oh, so I was
1: born 28. What I'm
2: 30, so. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I would, you didn't teach me this game, but you reminded me how good it was. Like, I had played it before, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then you were passionate about it, and you're like, it works for almost any size party. And I realized how right you were. Yep. And now I bought it, and I've, like, now shown it to a lot of people who mm-hmm. love it, too, because it is, like, still engaging in terms of its level of detail that we have to do that mind meld, but then anybody can pick it up because it's just word association. Right,
0: exactly. Yeah. And, and and you can give a, a clue that's only associated to one word on the board and that's fine and that's a fine way to play. That's a noob way to Safe. play. Wow. No, just kidding. wow. wow. Uh wow. but when you get you give a clue and your teammates catch on and there are five clues. As you mentioned, that example of getting so many off the board is so satisfying. Yeah. Uh, I it remember feels good. can I say one specific clue? Yeah. I think it was Apple. Five. and there was New York. There was tablet. There was phone. There was like green. Oh. There were so oh, many wow. words
2: that, in different yeah. ways, related to yeah. the word
0: apple. That's good. Um, shout out to my friend George Williams III, who. Uh, gave Hey, that clue George! Shout out
2: to yeah. Tim Cook of Apple. Who? Shout out to Tim
1: Cook of Apple. I thought you said Dame Cook. No,
2: we will never shout, <laughs> shout out to,
1: to Tim Cook. Cook.
2: <laughs> One, miss you, bro. When you come is. back? Dane Cook.
1: He's working at the Apple he's Store. He's actually now.
0: coming on next episode. We're going to talk about how problematic his jokes were and how he
2: stole them. <laughs> now he's evolved. But remember that one about alien? <laughs> no. Where he just made an ugly face for 20 minutes. Oh, that's a good joke though.
0: <laughs> I can't take a comedian that, that can out. rely on the face. I'm so
2: sorry. <laughs> anyway,
1: this is in the outline well, is the Dane Cook part.
0: Uh, any final thoughts on code names?
2: Um, I will say uh, I, I got to play Codenames duet with our mutual friend Selena mm. the other the other day, and it was it was really cool. It was I was kind of interested to figure out how you can play with two people, and it, it, it's it's a co-op game, yes. which is which is great, especially if you're as insane and competitive as I am. Doing a co-op game really takes the pressure off that, and and people who don't appreciate being yelled at don't have to put up with that for me. You know, mm. we can yeah. work together, and I can just celebrate our our uh, conjoined victory yeah. over me um, winning and rubbing it in their face so much they never talked to me again, or losing that I never talked to them again. <laughs> See, but this is why I like playing competitive games Listen, with you. Yes, we get, we get hot and heavy.
0: Yeah, we do. We get hot and heavy <laughs> on our tabletop On our tabletop games. games. Well, with mm. that, friends, <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Victory Um, Well, Havana, uh, tell them where to find your Twitch channel, where to find all your Twitters and all your things, and what to look out for. Oh, if you insist. Uh,
2: Well, you can find me on Twitch five days a week at twitch.tv slash Havana. That is V-A-N-A. Or you can find me on the socials at HavanaRama, H-A-V-A-N-A. R-A-M-A, and uh, I post exclusive video and photo content on my Twitter if you're into that. And uh, and yeah, you can find me doing tabletop RPG stuff over at Saving Throw Show, which is twitch.tv slash Saving Throw Show, or you can check out their YouTube channel, which is Saving Throw Show as well. And uh, you can find me over at Geek and Sundry every now and then. I do some Game the Game with Becca. Mm. Um, one of these days, they're going to make our... They're going to fully release our show. Oh, yeah. Game Anybody show. can win. Anybody can win. We didn't get into <laughs> it, but <laughs> people can find it, I bet. <laughs> it's somewhere on the internet. Yeah. Um, so,
0: yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do. Amazing. The Jake Michaels.
1: Yeah, the Jake Michaels of Twitter where I post exclusive retweets of other people's (laughs) Onion articles for the most
0: part. Amazing. Uh, Links to his own Instagram and Onion retweets. Love it. That's all you'll find at the Jake Michaels on Twitter. Uh, Michaels with no A. With no A. It's a
1: Well, it's
2: Mikel's then. All right.
1: Thank you.
0: Well, such a pleasure to speak to you both. Jake, you're always here, so it's more of a i ple- am I'm gonna say, more of the pleasure is on
2: Havana. Yeah, it's
1: been a pleasure for Havana and for us to talk to Havana, and it's been fine for you and I.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how do you know I've had a good time? You you know were you did. Yeah, you I had a always good time. do that because I'm in a constant state of pain. Okay, <laughs> pain a on three. Hands on grimace. Ready? <laughs> wait, what? Into the episode. Three, two, one. Pain. pain. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends about this crazy-ass podcast where we sometimes talk about board games. Bye. Bye.